Welcome to the Grapevine Society podcast, a platform for sharing the experiences of young people as we figure things out, from student life to post-graduation. I'm your host, Sathiwi Blathketh, and in each episode you'll be hearing real stories from real people, because anecdotal evidence can be invaluable when it comes to getting the specifics. I was going to say, like, we could so do this whole episode in Spanish, but, like, oh that no, would we not cannot. be good for me. <laughs> yeah, you could. Whole year there, her Spanish is <laughs> shit. What's the point, man? Well, um, that's recording, so okay. great way to start that one. <laughs> no, your Spanish is probably amazing by now. It's okay. Like, it's a lot better. It's improved yeah. a lot. I sort of, like, went into the year quite shit, relying on the year, like didn't do much work on language I was like, i've got a year in spain it'll be fine yeah and it has improved a lot but i would don't know i would never feel confident enough to say fluent like i feel like that's such a big thing to say better than our conversation <laughs> drunken fever <laughs> yeah. which is no longer anyway mm. fever being a club in oxford anyway we need to down. introduce this or yeah apparently it shut down oh, zara sad. told me that this morning um yeah it's say. so hello everyone <laughs> welcome back uh that was a little pre-conversation that I'm going to keep in. Um, and I am speaking with my really good friend, Ellie, today. Hello. Thank you. <laughs> I was going to say welcome. Hello, thank you. <laughs> it was that thing of um, when there's like a clip of like Beyonce once saying like, and you're a Beyonce. And they're like, she's like, thank you. <laughs> that vibe. That's my vibe, yeah. Yeah. Um, so I spoke to Anna yesterday and that episode probably will come out before yours so I mean for people who are interested in Europe abroad maybe you've listened to that already but maybe you're just interested in Barcelona and Spain and me and yeah <laughs> or just Ellie actually um so I thought for this episode we could speak about your year abroad which was obviously part of your course um at uni and the things that you got up to things you liked didn't like all of that so anyone going on a year abroad obviously it's definitely not going to be the same experience as yours, but hopefully it may be useful for them um, to hear about someone who's been through that. So would you like to do a little introduction about kind of a bit more about who you are, where you're mm-hmm. from and where you went on your year abroad? So I'm Ellie. Um, I'm from like near Southampton and I study Spanish and linguistics at Queen's with Sophia. Um, and what else can I say? I didn't do a gap year. So I came into uni like without having lived abroad. Um, and I would say for languages, it's possibly good to do a gap year because it's like then you get double year abroad and it just gets your language so much better. Um, but my thinking, I applied deferred to all other unis, but then for this one, I was like, Oxford is already really hard. Apparently applying deferred makes it harder. Really? I, was, I, I think that's not true. Yeah. Reflection. It's just it like one of those subject. things that you hear. Like if you're doing maths, they're probably like, we don't want you to have a year without maths before you come. That's so funny. Don't I never... <laughs> <laughs> Might not be true. Yeah. I never realised that people do, like, year abroad specifically for their language course. Like, yeah. I was just assumed, you know, you just do a gap year because you want to travel or something. Yeah. But obviously it makes so much sense to do that in preparation. It would have been... It would have helped so much. <laughs> it really would have. And also, you know, you can sort of combo. Like, I probably would have travelled South America and 
it would be more traveling than language yeah. work but <laughs> it would have helped yeah. but it's kind of more like casual because you're mm. also you have I guess less expectations of yourself because yeah. you're like fresh out of a level or whatever whatever it is you're doing did you find that many people in your course did that um a couple in my year and I could really really tell the difference really? of how good their language was yeah oh, huge wow. difference it's almost like doing an art foundation course for me but maybe like not quite the a same. Bit ca- a bit more casual. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking my part, maybe. I don't know. Um, <laughs> yeah, great little background information then. <laughs> um, have you, so in terms of your year abroad as well, so you went to Barcelona. Mm-hmm. Um, how did you go about choosing that? And did you get much help in terms of like your course or was it very much like you, it was self-directed? Mm, so um their general sort of vibe is I think it's quite unique to Oxford is just you got to speak Spanish like that's all you need to do um obviously there's limits to that but <laughs> essentially you can pretty much do whatever I know some unis are a lot more direct like you've got to study or they've got certain links with companies but Oxford's pretty go your own way Open, speak Spanish yeah. we'll see you in a year <laughs> <laughs> there are two options there's one where you can do British Council which is like teaching English but with that, um, you don't have a lot of control over it. So once you agree to do it, you sort of put in an order of your preference of where you want to go. But then they can send you wherever. And once you've said you're going to do it, you can't pull out. Oh, so okay. you could just be the middle of nowhere in Spain and you're stuck there for a year. So yeah. I was like, that's not, <laughs> not a risk I want to take. A whole year? I think um, it depends how long you applied for. But you could sort of apply for a year in Paris, put it as your first choice and then be sent to, you know, somewhere. Oh, really okay. middle of nowhere so and it's quite oh. common because obviously the popular ones are really popular yeah. so that's across all languages not just like yeah, spanish yeah, yeah. yeah i think yeah I'm, i mean i know it's for spanish french german like modern yeah, languages think, yeah, modern languages cool. and um it is well paid and it also you know it's like strong links and the uni is quite good at guiding you with that because it's quite a done thing but i don't know i wasn't interested in teaching and i didn't want that risk of not knowing where i was going so mm. I, I decided against that and then the one other option is um, to study for the year. But um, for Spanish, Oxford only have links with Salamanca Uni. And I have been to Salamanca before and it's beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> but it is really tiny. I remember you saying, because then I visited it like, I think it was last year, maybe last summer. Um, and it is really stunning. But it, yeah, like yeah. you said, it's not really a city. Yeah. Um, so it's, there's limited yeah. <laughs> things you can do, especially mm. for a whole year people call it like the oxford of spain and it's like <laughs> i'm coming from the oxford of England. yeah i think that's enough <laughs> but, um it would have been nice and in hindsight i kind of wish i'd studied this year but i don't know and you can go sort of it's called a free mover where you just like you're on your own and you find a uni apply by yourself oh okay but my tutor said if you want to go to barcelona don't do it because it'll all be in catalan at uni oh right yeah so then that's just gonna probably make things a bit more confusing and harder yeah. when you come back because you're so used to yeah speaking Catalan um so how did you decide on Barca I don't know my heart was just always set on it like yeah. it's my favorite city ever um and I'm probably like I'd rather stay close to home ish compared to like Latin America I'm not that adventurous um my original plan was to do a bit of traveling in South America at the end of the year oh, yeah. obviously that changed <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know there's never much thought in it for me it was always like Barcelona's the okay one. That's quite nice though that you had somewhere set in your mind and you were like, okay, well, I'll just figure out something there. Yeah, but I know I want to go there. Bit, yeah, for sure. How far was it into your second year that you had to decide uh, on your placement or like your year abroad where you wanted to go? Um, so they sort of start pushing you quite early because I think they know that it takes everyone ages. They want to like get the ball rolling quite early. So I would say sort of first term, 
had a chat with my tutor like this is roughly where I want to go vague idea and she was like yeah sounds like that's good you know you want to go to Barcelona that's a good start yeah you can't really say no <laughs> um and then I think the second term was when I started thinking about what I wanted to do and like looking for things had a huge push in the Easter holidays of um like LinkedIn searching for jobs searching for jobs um and then I didn't get my interview for the job I actually did until like August I think so it was quite a long that period of looking for jobs was quite yeah. a long hard like that's like a good few months yeah and then when did you start that job because it was a quick turnaround I started the job in September mid-September so literally you got the job like a month yeah. before right <laughs> and I think that's quite Spanish everything's like very last so, minute <laughs> I was like because I remember you saying about your apartment as well mm. and how you went there yeah without without an apartment yeah. what everyone told me to do yeah exactly I so how it's did, very Spain <laughs> <laughs> how did you um end up finding a place and like what did you do when you first actually landed um, so I went with my mum, which was really good, because I was like, I've never looked for an apartment before. I don't know what the hell I'm looking for. Yeah. I need someone there with me. And she also brought an extra suitcase, so she was just helpful in every way. <laughs> um, and uh, there's a website called Idealista, um, which is basically like um, rooms for rent. Um, so I booked loads of viewings and an Airbnb for that first week, and then just did like straight viewing after viewing. Wow. Um, and I'm really glad I did it that way, because yeah. the one I would have chosen was one of the worst and the one that I ended up with I never ever would have chosen and I really? was in love with it yeah so. well it makes such a big difference when you see it in person versus yeah. online right and some people are just so shit at taking photos of it and it's like actually this is amazing yeah. and vice versa because you also live like w like super central really central yeah. yeah it was like just the prices compared to England are so nice <laughs> so good so nice especially and now I think they've gone down quite hugely yeah. with all Covid so but it was also, I think we should mention, it was like a flat share. Yeah. So you were with how many other people? It was a flat with six rooms, um, but it varied a lot. So when I started, there were only three of us there for a couple months. Um, and that was something I was really focusing on. I was like, I don't care about my flat so much. I just want nice roommates. Like, I won't know anyone when I arrive. I need friends. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so there was one flat I was really tempted to get, which had two girls in it. Um, and then in the end, I didn't. And I lived with this guy who was 48 and then another girl who I didn't meet before I booked the flat um and she ended up being my best friend for like the first six months of the year until she went um and there was just so much turnover in the people that lived in the flat I'm really glad I didn't choose it for roommates you know mm -hmm. like because they would have just gone yeah it's, so <laughs> it's true. such a like rapid turnover yeah. city but also I think it's so nice having several people in that house because it yeah. means that you do get to meet more people it's and true, yeah. yeah not all of them are going to be like your best friend forever but yeah. it's a helpful start because you can like navigate the place together did you find that there because I there were people what from everywhere right yeah so at the start it was a French girl and then we had an American guy girl from Argentina we've had a German guy Italian guy we've had everyone <laughs> it's very international um and I arrived a little bit after term had started which I didn't know at the time but that meant like everyone had snapped up the apartments because it was like the big Erasmus wave of coming to Barcelona mm -hmm. but um no it worked out well and I would say you probably could afford like a small apartment by yourself as a student in Barcelona, but I wouldn't recommend it because just like, I don't know, for me working, coming home from work is that phase where you're a bit tired. You don't want to go out and socialize, but you want a little bit of interaction in your life. Yeah. I think that's what it's perfect for, like roommates. Yeah. It's like, hey, how's your day? And then you, you can go rest. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Is my socializing done for the day? <laughs> yeah, Thank you. Good night. <laughs> um, how did you go about getting... Um, 
so obviously you looked on the internet and stuff and you mm. found the job uh, or like the internship and stuff yeah so was that through like what did you use to get that job I started on LinkedIn and I just put in like I want to do something vaguely marketing so I put in loads of like marketing internship creative internship like media just all keywords I was pretty desperate so yeah. I was just I'll Give take what anything. I can get um and it was really demoralizing because almost all of them were unpaid um which is kind of how it works in Spain because I think that everyone needs to get internships before they get a job basically okay um and then they were all turning me down and it was like they don't want me for free <laughs> it was so hard <laughs> they don't want me for free <laughs> like even just for free and like, yeah no, thanks <laughs> Oh so it took a long time um and then i moved like all over every single website and then in the end i searched on google like best marketing agencies in spain and then looked on their websites and then they had like a jobs listing page and that's what was by far the most effective for me oh, really because i think not so many people would see that and the fact that yeah. you went there and it like means that you're interested in them specifically exactly it's like so. you know the company yeah even though you might not you can just you know yeah google's your best mate <laughs> and then it's quite like oh that's good it's not some run it's like on this list of best agencies yeah so it must be okay so that was like my breakthrough and then i started getting interviews yeah but how it did is you, long how did you do the interview um they were all on skype or like google okay. hangout stuff um they're all half in english half in spanish right which okay. is terrifying <laughs> yeah <laughs> but i got through it okay and a lot of them the fact that I was native English was sort of my main selling point. So okay. even if my Spanish wasn't amazing, it was like, you know, she speaks perfect English. Yeah. That's what we need. Because for them working from Spain, it's useful to, for, it's like English is their international language, yeah. like the other language. Yeah, that's the thing. Um, and they all like, almost everyone in my company spoke perfect English. But there's like a level of being native that they need, you know, just mm -hmm. like your gut feeling about how to say things. Yeah, like wording things mm. in a way. And yeah. Did linguistics like come into play with that <laughs> at all? Like in um, your year abroad? A tiny bit, yeah, yeah, actually, a tiny bit, but like not really. Uh -huh. <laughs> Just sort of like my knowledge of some grammar rules and stuff. And also, like, what was your role? What is it that my you were role doing? I was technically called um, digital content creator. Nice. Um, and it was a marketing agency, but sort of they define themselves as beyond marketing, like <laughs> um, UX, web design. Um, they did like marketing campaigns, social media management, all in that sort of digital mm -hmm. sphere. Yeah. Um, but they were really good, like really young company, really creative. Um, and at the start of the year, they were very good to their interns in terms of like loads of training. Um, so that was really good. That sort of um, fizzled out a bit, I think because of coronavirus, you know, it's not top of their list of yeah. priorities to survive, but it was good at the start. <laughs> <laughs> so what kind of stuff are you... Um like doing day to day so day to day is a sort of a mix of graphic design um and all of that like video editing sort of making creativities for tweets and then writing um social media publications mm -hmm. which sounds kind of basic like <laughs> i was literally just writing tweets but you'd be surprised about how much thought goes into it and how many yeah. edits each tweet needs and i was working with two teams and one of them was a a charity called city cancer challenge who um, is sort of an unusual charity because they don't take donations. They're sort of more on the political level and they like connect public and private cancer hospitals together in cities that are sort of developing countries um, to sort of just like help each other out, I guess, um, and like give each other training. Um, and then my other team was just the actual agency itself and doing their own social media for that. Mm -hmm. 
um, which was really fun actually. I had a lot of freedom with that one. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I really enjoyed it. It was nice because it means that it meant that you kind of got to use like Adobe loads and yeah, like just and they gave me really good training on yeah, that. Yeah, and sort of have a bit of creative control over it too, mm, right? Yeah, to an extent. Yeah, which I struggled with a bit. They gave me a lot of independence, really? which I was just so lost at the start. And I think it's maybe something about Spanish people, like they have confidence in what they say. And I was like the youngest in the company, didn't really speak the language. I just assumed they all like really knew what they were talking about. So I was like, okay, I'll, do I'll what follow you what say, you. Yeah. And I think they wanted me to be a bit more sort of like lead my own way. But I didn't feel oh, okay. you know, sort of experienced enough to do that. Well, I guess it's like you've got to feel a bit more, you just got to get used to it or like yeah. sense the vibe first. And obviously first day, you're not going to be like, yeah, <laughs> so I want to do it this way, this yeah. way, this way. This is my creative vision. Yeah. And you're going to just have to stick with it. But mm. Did you find that over time that you got kind of obviously got more confident with it? Yeah, to an extent. Um, I think the sort of Spanish culture had more of an effect than I would expect. Like the way they're all so blunt. Obviously, I knew I knew that that is just being Spanish and they weren't trying to be rude. But it's hard for an English girl to sort of like <laughs> process that when they say, no, I don't like it that way. Oh, it's no. Sort of like, oh, sorry. <laughs> and it feels like they're angry with you. <laughs> so funny because also obviously for people who don't know you you're like the nicest like <laughs> kindness like yes I don't mind whatever you want the most like English, English please thank you thank you time. thank you yeah so I really needed sort of that level back they'd like send me emails that they were sending to their English office and be like Ellie please could you make this more polite and I <laughs> have to whack in like a, I hope you're well best wishes oh, no. <laughs> that's so nice like email etiquette mm. <laughs> which um, you know makes sense which looking at it like I sort of get how the Spanish culture works like it's not necessary it's a lot more efficient to do it the way they do i agree but as someone coming from here it's like it just feels like they hate you yeah <laughs> it's funny because i feel like there's a line like there's a way to sort of get right to the point but also word things yeah in a nice yeah. way um maybe now you've got the best of both worlds maybe yeah <laughs> i think i'm still the original <laughs> so i thought it'd be interesting to like give us like a run through so obviously like the first week there was like finding the apartment mm -hmm. um and then what was it like when your mum left and then like you were on your own for the first time um, did it feel like super <laughs> surreal to like finally be there because you kind yeah. of were building up to it for a while mm, it was weird um like sort of when mum was still there I sort of had one day where I felt really sick and I was like why do I feel sick mum like did we eat something are you okay and she's like Ellie you're anxious <laughs> I've never felt that before in my life I was like I hate this <laughs> do not vibe with that at all does that mean is this anxiety yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was a fun glimpse into a future that I wasn't vibing with <laughs> um which is weird because I'm the kind of person that loves new things like I just dove into uni like completely happily which sort of like I don't know looking back doesn't make sense because I'm quite a shy person yeah I think the love of new things like overrides that at the start and I'm just like yeah let's go I'm excited yeah. so I don't know it was weird to suddenly be alone in the city but before mum left I'd found this app called Bumble BFF it's so funny <laughs> Anna mentioned that as well it's just my number one recommendation yeah um like just the best thing I ever discovered for this year I don't think I could have done it without it because I sort of had a vision like how am I going to make friends and I thought I'm just gonna have to go on tinder <laughs> like just find loads of guys friends own them <laughs> just have this whole group of guys I feel like on Tina that would so backfire yeah it would be jokes <laughs> but I was kind of half seriously considering it because I, like, I just don't know how else I don't have like 
any interest that I'm like interested in enough to go out and you know I don't really want to join an orchestra or something <laughs> that's what mum was telling me to do but I really thought, it's not really my vibe <laughs> um and it's basically this app is like tinder well maybe Anna explained it already but, not um, really she kind of just <laughs> mentioned it in passing so uh, feel free to it's like tinder for friends basically because bumble is a dating app but you can switch your section and it's just loads of people that want friends so like people in my situation people from barcelona that just wanted to meet new people um so I did a little bit of swiping on there. Met this girl called Anusha. Um, she was like, oh, do you want to go to a gallery on Thursday evening, which was the day mum left. So basically she left and I just immediately went on this BFF date. It's the best way to do it though. Mm. Like if, because had you not gone on a Thursday evening and then maybe you had the weekend or just something. Alone, yeah. I feel like the more you delay it, the more you overthink it and be like, oh, you know what? I'm not going to do it. Yeah. I'm not going to do it. I'm not yeah. going to do it. <laughs> you can psych yourself out. No, it is weird. And also it's a, like... I felt quite nervous. It felt like a real date, you know. <laughs> I had to keep telling myself, like, this is not an actual date. It's just a friend. But I was sort of like, oh, I hope she likes me. Yeah. Like, um, but it was really nice. Um, and I like luck of the draw. She was just like my perfect friend. So like we've been friends ever since. Um, so after that, I didn't really use the app anymore. Like she just introduced me to her friends who, because she had a couple more English people at her work. Um, and yeah, just that was it for the rest perfect. of the year. Perfect. Yeah. Um, and then when I went back this summer, I used it again, met some more people. And it's just so fun because it's like people you would never meet. And it's like everyone on there is actually really cool. Like I expected them to be a bit sad like me. Like <laughs> I'm on here, I need friends, but they're actually so cool. Um, and like, I've just learned so much about different cultures and I'd really recommend it. Yeah. So useful. Nice. I mean, it's so funny because like something which I feel like a lot of people probably would be hesitant about. Mm. Um but it can really work out and maybe it's not the first person you meet. Yeah. yeah, yeah but yeah. <laughs> it can, you know, you're never going to be in a situation like that on a year abroad when there's not someone else doing the kind yeah. of ex- almost there's actually the same thing so too. many. You just literally need an in and then they introduce you to their friends and then suddenly you've got so many yeah. friends. Snowballs. Yeah. Um. So was that, so when did you, because you started working how long after you got there? I think I had a week. Um, okay. of like not working for apartment finding and stuff yeah. and then yeah I started work and what were your um work hours <laughs> they were from nine till seven <laughs> with um but it was like nine till seven with an hour and a half lunch break and then on Fridays it was nine till three yeah. so it worked out to like a 40 42 hour week which is actually normal just sort of like stretched out <laughs> so I didn't get home till late which I hated yeah but I don't know everyone told me it was normal in my office I think you kind of just adjust I guess I I don't I mean I can't really speak for normal I guess over there but 7 p.m does seem a little bit late but then I know that in Spain as well you kind of eat dinner late you have lunch later you take a long lunch break so I mean did you find that the pace of it was so it although it was long hours it was like you said sort of drawn out rather than um I don't know like it was still quite intense i would say mm-hmm. and also like they said seven but it was never actually seven oh, and obviously in a normal job it's like okay they say five maybe like half five six but by the time you get to like 8 p.m and it's like oh my god yeah, just, i'm an intern yeah i'm not paid enough for this but yeah. i think that's the culture and i think it's quite a competitive industry so you've always got to be the one that shows like you know you're going the extra mile you're staying late um i sort of tended to 
go home on the dot and then do my extra work from home because mm-hmm. there was just something that felt so sad to me about being in the office that late when it's dark outside I'd just rather yeah. you know get in comfy clothes and then finish it off exactly but um in hindsight maybe I should have stayed in the office because then everyone would see that you know you're the one working <laughs> late <in me. laughs> but I think it's also kind of like a bit different when you know that you also want to be super sociable on your mm. year board in some sense and that you are going to leave at some point yeah it's true because it's like um everyone that was doing it with me at my office none of them were Erasmus and none of them were like my age they were all sort of post-grads and this oh, was their like serious careers so they wanted to put all the work in so I was sort of like torn between this is a serious company and I want to do well and like this is my Erasmus year and I just want to have fun and in hindsight yeah I kind of wish I was a student because all of my housemates were students and they'd go out like for cheap during the week which I tried once <laughs> and then I slept through my alarm didn't make it to work for like oh my hours late and I was like I can never do that again yeah. but it's so much more expensive to go out of the weekend and it just felt too adult and I just wanted mm-hmm. I don't know you do get used to having dinner at like 10 and stuff like that yeah. but um I th- yeah I do wish I was a student yeah, a little bit just so it was more casual yeah more free time to enjoy the city and also obviously if you're a student you're with everyone your age so making friends is just easy yeah you're in the same boat yeah and how was it like coming back to Barcelona for sort of I guess the second half of your year abroad because so you came back here for lockdown mm-hmm. um spent what how many months here what uh, was it I think three did you come back from like what March, March? to June yeah and then kind of at that time you had finished you were working remotely right yeah still from yeah, yeah, yeah. here for first of all how was that like <laughs> it was actually fine because yeah. um well the teams that I worked with were all based in Madrid so like the whole year I'd been the one sort of far away like all of my meetings were already on zoom mm-hmm. um like I'd always essentially been working remotely yeah um so now that everyone was it was amazing because like everything that they would say to each other in passing in the office in Madrid that I wasn't like I was left out of they'd all say on slack so I was like way more in the loop yeah um and it was just kind of great I wasn't like the person on zoom looking in on a full meeting room on the other end. sorry that is such an awkward situation <laughs> Which is like, yeah did they ever be like Ellie you too? <laughs> like, what do you yeah. think they were like move to Madrid Ellie please so I was like I love Barcelona I'm sorry guys but they were great yeah they took me there three times like paid for my train paid for in really nice hotels I felt great I felt like business woman I loved it I remember you sending photos into our uh, chat being like yes just on my uh, business weekend away <laughs> just ordered like room service yeah. I felt like I was in some kind of rom-com face mask tonight ladies yeah crazy stuff no it was fun but um that was tough yeah like working in that way wasn't ideal mm. so lockdown was kind of great and it was nice to be with my family but the one thing was sort of, I wasn't really working for the work, you know, like the point of me being there was for my Spanish. And with that, I didn't really get any of the like lunchtime chat, like course, any of my actual yeah. work. We spoke Spanish, but it wasn't enough to make me good at Spanish. So really? Not really, no. Well, I guess it's because you're not really going to be in a sustained conversation for that long, especially yeah. in your, if you're like <laughs> looking in on a meeting yeah. on Zoom. Um, then that sort of makes sense because the other interactions you have are probably going to be like the everyday mm. buying something in the supermarket or like going out for lunch or getting a yeah. coffee or something yeah, yeah, yeah so did you find like more in terms of I guess you know because a lot of your friends I guess you speak Spanish no English with them right um or Spanish. yeah English with all the friends yeah. so then how did you learn Spanish Spanish was <laughs> mainly dating I'm not gonna lie <laughs> yes yeah yeah dating was like 
I think I owe my Spanish to Tinder. <laughs> um, it was kind of amazing because it was like, I don't know, if you go wrong when you're speaking Spanish to a date, they're like, oh, you're so cute, English girl, I'll teach you. And they were all like really keen to teach me Spanish. Um, and it's just like one-on-one, pure Spanish-speaking evening. They'd buy me the food, you know, it was completely <laughs> free. Um, and if it was like a really bad date, I'd be like, at least I learned some Spanish, you know, you yeah. can't lose. Um, so it was really good. Yeah. After you finished, um, what month was that that you I finished work? Was in work, June, yeah. end of June. And then you went back, right? Yeah, in July. Because you still had your flat for how yeah. long? Well, basically, there was no contract on the flat, but my stuff was there because oh, I'd sort okay. of left in lockdown, like before Spain locked down. Yeah. Really last minute. Because I was like, no, I don't need to go home. I'll stay. Like, why would I need to go home? I'm happy here. And my mum was like, Ellie, come home, <laughs> come yeah. home. And I thought, you know, if my parents get ill, I don't want to be stuck in Barcelona. Yeah. So I thought I'll go home, but I didn't think it would be for that long. Left all my stuff, had to pay rent for three months just for my stuff that was in that flat. So I was like, I've got to go back and get it. And if I'm going back, then obviously I might as well stay for summer. Yeah, Mm -hmm. get my Spanish back. Um, And it was just nicer in Spain than England this summer in terms of like restrictions and stuff. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I stayed then from July till early September. And I feel like those few months were like completely different, right? Mm. Compared to you having to like go out, go out to work every day and being in that sort of yeah. slightly more rigid schedule. Um. So, was that like literally like a holiday? It was literally, so <laughs> literally a two month holiday. It was just blissful. Um. And like, I had one friend that went out and she worked, but um, she was there with me. Um, and then I made new friends and it was just so, <laughs> I went to the beach every day, just did my reading, spoke a bit of Spanish. Um, it was just perfect. So it just felt like you were living there. Yeah, basically. Um, which I mean, not that you weren't before, but it, in like a sense. fully free to see everything yeah. every day. Yeah. And being, going back and being quite, I guess, comfortable with the city. Yeah. 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 And suddenly, you know, when you like know a city, but you like just know areas. And then suddenly you realise how they, like, connect to each other yes, and it all links yeah. up. And it's like, I really know it now. <laughs> I suddenly got to that point with Barcelona. It's so good. And it was so nice. It's like me every time with London. I'm like, oh. <laughs> I'm just like, oh, wish I knew that before. Yeah. It make my life so much easier. Um, and so how do you feel, like, in terms of the overall sort of culture there? And was it, like, a big difference? Obviously, at first, there is that slight difference between, like, a European... Mm. Uh, culture and the way things are and did you have to adjust to that quite quickly um yeah pretty quickly <laughs> yeah because I am like very English like the most English English in terms of like my family eat dinner at like six sometimes even five thirty if we're hungry <laughs> and in Spain that's more like lunchtime than dinner yeah. um and I have like I would like to go to bed at 10 on an ideal day and Spain is just so different so I sort of quickly adjusted my meal times like at work lunch wasn't until two it was two till three thirty um and then obviously coming home after seven quite a late dinner um and nights out were the hardest hardest thing oh, yeah I remember you saying mm. like once I went to this pre-drinks that went on till 5 a.m <laughs> pre-drinks pre-drinks have everyone heard that right pre-drinks and I was like, I'm not going to the club this is <laughs> that'll be late here like to come back from a club yeah like, extremely late that's that'll be after. late for an after yeah. party yeah so that was tough for me but I got a lot better I was training myself up I was quite proud of myself 
came back for lockdown and got him back to like my 10 p.m yes. <laughs> routine <laughs> nice little like cottage countryside yeah <laughs> but um i did really like the culture of like just being more sociable like i just meet my friends for a quick tapas and it's just so casual and i don't know just everyone was out on the streets it was just really nice sociable culture yeah and that's the thing everything is sort of when you have when you go for a coffee or something you sort of sit down at the place mm. at the bar and it's at, at any bar that you go to yeah um it's not like they have lots of ch- sort of chains yeah, like we yeah. have here like you said okay maybe sometimes it's kind of difficult because there was no prep for you <laughs> but um that's the thing you can just go to sort of any street and they will have a bar and they will be selling the same food and drink yeah, and, yeah, yeah. um in a way like that's something i <laughs> it depends you kind of have to really either enjoy that food or you just kind of like Mm. don't mind so much um because it's I guess a little bit difficult but I don't know how did you find how did you find that and like meal times and stuff um I quite like the food um I definitely had to get into beer this year which is something I hated beforehand look at you now and look at me now I'm a big I'm a beer girl (laughs) I'm a bro girl (laughs) (laughs) but yeah I went to this work party like right at the start and it was one of those ones where I felt so awkward and I was like, I, I would love a bit of alcohol to f- like just relax a bit. All they had was beer and I didn't want to be like, oh, I don't like beer. And they'd yeah. be like, oh, a little English girl. So I was like, yeah, go on. <laughs> Force myself to drink it. Um, and another thing like Shandy is really common in Spain. Like, they call it Clara and it's completely like socially acceptable to drink in a way that it's not. Love that. <laughs> so I got really into that. Kind of miss it already. <laughs> um so yeah definitely that was a big change but apart from that I'm quite a big fan of Spanish food yeah but yeah I was saying to you about how like everything's slow like you can't grab a lunch and go you have to properly sit down and enjoy it which is maybe something I kind of want to continue here like taking the time to appreciate food in the moment and not being in a rush all the time it's really nice I think it makes a huge difference Mm. and I find that even if like so I remember I think during my last year here um I would take a bit more time out for lunch rather than just like 20 minutes, okay, get back into it or something. Mm. Um, and not like walking and drinking or something. And yeah. this is like something, again, my mum's always used, used to tell me and still does. Like, she's like, well, why would I want to go for a coffee <laughs> and like bring it on the train? Like, I want to sit down and enjoy yeah. it. And until you allow yourself to sort of like actually do that and take that time and don't see it as time wasted. Mm. Um, you realise that it's actually really nice to just sort of sit for a while. Yeah. And I guess as well, because I think this is something that Anna mentioned too, that she's now way more comfortable in terms of um, going to a restaurant or a cafe or something and just being able to like be alone Mm. and sort of sit there and just like enjoy your meal or whatever Mm. it is. Did you find that you're kind of like, obviously your independence and your confidence sort of like grew with all of that um I think so yeah like my confidence has definitely grown a lot this year um and yeah I'm I think I am definitely more comfortable to be alone but also I think like the difference between being a student and working is that I didn't have that much alone time this year so it was sort of something that I had to seek out a bit more because I'd be working for so long and then I'd want to see my friends and like do all these fun things that Barcelona has to offer so I didn't really like go out to do anything alone not until this summer Mm -hmm. which was really lovely this summer to go and have a coffee in a square and just like watch the world go by yeah feel like main character in a movie kind of (laughs) all those balcony shots yeah of of you reading your book oh yeah 
Yeah, very idyllic. It was very, very idyllic. But um, no, everyone said like on your year abroad, you're going to go to the cinema alone for the first time. Like that's a year abroad thing. Oh, really? And I was like, oh, that sounds like a really sad situation. <laughs> <laughs> and now like looking at it, I would be calm with that. But it wasn't something I ever had to do. Yeah. I think that's maybe just working life. But I guess it's also important to not be like, oh, if I don't do that, then I fail my year abroad. Mm. Like, it's okay to do what you do and like spend time with people who you otherwise wouldn't have met. And yeah, that's also a different way of putting yourself out there in like growing as well, because these are completely new people that you didn't yeah. know a few weeks prior. So, or like a few months or whatever. So, it's all it's all growth. <laughs> yeah, it's growth, and it really depends what kind of person you are. I think like mm. I'm an introvert. So I really need like, I get exhausted by socializing and when I have alone time, it needs to be like resting, <laughs> recharging, like yes. pure in bed, like yeah. chilling. Um, but I've got a friend, Anusha, who I met there, who's really extroverted um, and she would just always be doing things. I'd see her and she'd be like, I've just been to this museum and then I went to this and like, she just couldn't stay at home. Yeah. So there is like, if you need to be doing things constantly, you probably would get more used to doing that alone on your year abroad, I guess. And like, I guess both are okay though, because it's mm. at the end of the day, it's just about you deciding how best to spend your time and figuring out what you enjoy the most yeah and just like figuring out a balance too yeah literally just as long as you're happy yeah yeah so um are, is there any kind of spots that you would really recommend like even just to me for example if i was mm. to go back to barcelona um that you kind of discovered over there like, <laughs> yeah that's like my favorite mm. thing or i would really go back or anywhere near that you traveled as well um so the only real like traveling I did from Barcelona was to Valencia mm-hmm. and I would definitely recommend it we went on the bus and I was so wowed by the bus like I know that's not the point of the trip <laughs> but it was a really great bus compared to England it was like 11 euros they had screens they had like water bottles really spacious so super cheap to go there um and then we just stayed in a um what's it called hostel a hostel um, which was really fun um just sort of wandered around the town, really pretty, went to the beach. Um, so I kind of wish I'd done a little bit more traveling around the areas, but then obviously when I went back, it wasn't ideal to be like traveling yeah. between regions. Yeah. Um, within Barcelona, there was like one bar that was like our bar, which is called Limehouse, it's in Elborn, and it does mojitos for four euros, extremely strong mojitos. Wow. Um, and it's all like fully just red lights, which is really nice, cozy vibes. But I think it might have shut down now, oh, which really? breaks my heart. I think I've heard on the grapevine that it's closing down. I like that plug, thank you. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, wow, was Axel Axel. That just makes me so happy. <laughs> you have now heard on the grapevine, <laughs> Limehouse is closing down. But I hope not. The one that um, I really wanted to recommend to you is Honest Green, which is just off Plaza Catalunya. Um, and it's like really good, like a lot of it's vegan very Sophia kind of it's like healthy nice food sort of you know the kind of modern decor of like plants and wood and natural stuff but probably like not as overly expensive as it is in London yeah 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 it was like doable for sure for sure um and then I spent most of my time in the squares in Grathia that was like my coffee spot I had one bar there that was like my date spot (laughs) (laughs) it was like beers it's just like the nicest I really would recommend my neighborhood which is Grathia like 100% for living in because you just feel safer it's more like it used to be a village and then Barcelona sort of grew and like enveloped it in the city but it still has that vibe a bit of like just being calmer like I get out of the metro and I just feel safe yeah I'm a countryside girl you know (laughs) it's a big city like 
when you're in Barcelona, you have to be really alert about like pickpockets and all of that. I was just about to mention this <laughs> because you are literally the person I know. You're like one of the only people I know who is so like astute and aware <laughs> of pickpocketers and it's like if anything goes wrong if someone comes up to us as a group and like they're asking for directions <laughs> i'll just be like make sure you hold your bag or like i did that for you just in case i was on the lookout you know i've got your back always guys. on the edge yeah. yeah i don't know because you don't get that in my village <laughs> in the big city like oxford <laughs> gotta be on it no barcelona was like that times a hundred it's like pickpocketing capital of europe mm. um and i had a really close shave with my phone once which apparently is becoming a more common scam where they like came up with a piece of paper with writing on it. And it was yeah. a bit illegible, but I was like, you know, you hear like the worst thing about being homeless is feeling invisible. So I was like, I always try and like, you know, acknowledge, acknowledge. you don't want to just ignore. Um, so I was trying to read the paper um, and he'd like put it over my phone, which was stupidly on the cafe table. And I didn't notice. And he oh, was trying to like on the table, yeah. pick it up from underneath. Luckily, my friend was with me who was more like savvy about these things, like give her back her phone. Yeah. But it was a really close one. Wait, as in, like, he had it in his hands already? I think almost. It was like, you know. But like, like suddenly, like, as soon as we realised he was disappeared, the phone uh, was still okay. there. We were good. Yeah. Terrifying. Because people do that either, like, yeah, with paper or, like, menus or something. Mm. So, yeah. I never knew. <laughs> Don't leave your phone out on the yeah. table. Or your back pocket. Mm. At Zara, if you're listening to this. <laughs> Terrible. Just mm. hanging out. Like, Just um, I always assumed that was what pickpocketing was, you know, like, from the pocket. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> So not whenever right I was in front walking, of your eyes. I was more like on edge. And then when I sat at a cafe, I was like resting. But that's like prime sport is at the cafe. So Barcelona's made me really mean now in terms of like <laughs> ignoring people. I was just like, when someone starts singing, I'm like, they're, so, they're distracting you. Like there's a pickpocket somewhere. Something. Which is wow. kind of horrible. I don't want to be so like cynical now. But yeah, um, I've made it through the year with my phone and I'm really proud of that. <laughs> I mean, it's an achievement to yeah. be fair. Um, and are there any other any other activities recommendations mm. what have I done I went to Montserrat which is a very nice hike um, I feel like I've done loads I'm sort of like just Catalonia the mm. Costa Brava in the summer I feel like everyone knows that it's not a very <laughs> niche recommendation but it is really beautiful um, we went on a trip to a town called Yefrank which was just really nice. I think it's one of the lesser known ones, so less touristy. Mm-hmm. Um, what else have I done? To Christmas markets. It's all a bit of a blur, to be honest. What yeah. have I done? <laughs> you pro- I mean, you've done probably so much that mm. it's kind of, yeah. Most things. Uh, my favourite park is um, La Ota, which is like the one with the um, maze, Labyrinth de La Ota. Oh, I didn't go. Which is just the best park. Like, it's got this maze which is kind of its main attraction. Yeah. Took me ages to complete. <laughs> I was like, I'm 21. Okay, I'll do a quick maze. Like, it's all kids. Easy. Took me so long to get there. <laughs> did you get lost? Like, I did, really bad. so many times. And it's not even that big, but I made it. Um, but it's just like really quiet. Loads of like little fountains and ponds and like running water with like barely anyone there. Loads of statues. It's free on Wednesdays and Saturdays or maybe Sundays. Definitely Wednesdays. <laughs> I like it. Specifics. It's good. Mm. And I just love that. And then I really like Parque de la Ciudadella, but I recently heard someone was killed there by a palm tree falling on them. A palm tree? Which has terrified me. Oh. It's like, you are never safe in life. Right? Like, so I hear like things like this that happen. Just freak, like... yeah. God. Like, he was resting in a park. You can't do a safer activity than that. And then 
I'm guessing maybe it's extra safe now because they probably checked all the palm trees. <laughs> Crazy. Oh well, glad you made it back alive. <laughs> yeah. And then I guess is there anything else that you feel like you would want to mention mm. or your um perhaps some advice for people who are maybe feeling kind of apprehensive about it mm. um i mean i don't know how it's going to work yeah for these next lot yeah, who are going to go start it, yeah but for people who are going to travel at some point um even if it is for a shortened period of time mm. um yeah is there any advice that you would give them um, i'd probably say it's not very like positive advice but it is actually really hard um and don't yeah. be disheartened by that because I think when I started it, I was like, everyone that does a language does this, you know. I wasn't expecting it to be hard. It was just part of my course. And it was really hard just to be suddenly alone. The fact that all of your friends are still at uni, like carrying on with their lives and you're just so separated from everyone. But um, I think especially if you do go alone, you will reap the rewards eventually. Like it will make you meet more people, speak more of the language. Um, so yeah, just like go easy on yourself and... Um, don't feel like you're doing it badly because you're finding it a struggle like it will get better and when I started and all the year above were like oh I didn't want to leave my year abroad I was like that will never be me I love uni like I want to get this done and come back but I did become one of those people that was like oh I'm so happy here and this is such a life and such an opportunity where you get so much Erasmus money just to like live for a year like you're paid to live there that's so good um yeah I'll just say don't um don't get disheartened it'll get yeah. better just give it time exactly and it may take longer than someone else mm. but that's not an issue no you for know? sure for sure like take it in your own time too um so yeah i mean i think yeah not sorry to keep plugging the other podcast but <laughs> anna did mention as well that you had like the best year of your life in the end so. yeah i think so yeah and it's like changed me so much as a person which is really cliche <laughs> a year abroad changed me <laughs> but if it but didn't it did. yeah then yeah true would have been yeah and i think that's partly because like it was really hard at points and now knowing that i can do that just feels like such a power in life you know i could just move to another city and i know i can do it and i know what to do and just feels like really nice now yeah and sort of a bit more freeing i guess mm, for sure like yeah. all the opportunities in the world now like it's doable yeah big plans big plans ahead oh yeah watch this space <laughs> our apartment in mm. uh barca in 2021 maybe it's pending <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah that was great thank you so much thank you for having me i really enjoyed how like honest and candid that was and hopefully it will be helpful for people who you know are kind of like looking to do the same thing mm-hmm um because it can be tough and yet really fun yeah thank you so much for coming on and speaking with me it was so fun (laughs) great bye bye if you enjoyed this episode please leave a review and share it with others so that we can expand the conversation and reach more people just say that you heard it through the grapevine to stay updated you can follow the grapevine society on instagram at the grapevine society and you can also find all podcast notes on the grapevinesociety.com.